turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Genesis chapter 19. It took place thousands of years ago, yet the application for our lives today is as relevant today as if it were yesterday or thousands of years ago. Chapter 19 of Genesis holds for us a God who will not shy away nor brush under the rug sin. It is Sodom and Gomorrah and their destruction, and that is where we find ourselves today in chapter 19. We catch up with our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely, here today on Study Verse by Verse, as we focus in on the life of Lot and his response to all of this. And we take a look at the difference between Lot and Abraham. The challenge for us today is, which camp would we find ourselves in? With more, here's Pastor Layton and today's study, verse by verse. Now remember in verse 17 that the angel had warned Lot and his family to not look back as they fled, but Lot's wife stopped and looked back. Now why did she do that? Well, this is the question we have the answer to because Jesus gave it to us. In Luke chapter 17, when he was warning to be prepared for the second coming of the Son of Man. Jesus said, for the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. So apparently she lost her life because of her reluctance to let go of her household stuff. Her sorrow over the loss of her earthly goods created such a stir in her that she would rather be dead than separated from them. Now for her, it was her possessions, but it can be other things for other people, a reputation, a relationship, an addiction or lust, a comfort. And to all, Jesus says, remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will keep it. What Jesus is saying here is the world is passing away. Let it. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where rust does not corrupt and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Lot's wife's heart was in Sodom. Because that's where her treasure was. 
Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham. And he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Do you notice that the narrator brings us our attention back to Abraham and standing in the place where he had stood with God the previous day? But the narrator doesn't tell us anything about what Abraham said or thought. Abraham was silent. And the obvious fact is that the writer, the author, has turned our attention back to the scene of Abraham's prayer in the previous chapter to remind us of the question that Abraham asked and the answer that was given. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? And the answer to Abraham's question is graphically clear. That Sodom and its wickedness had been shown to be fully and truly deserving of divine wrath. That Lot had been rescued and were reminded by the narrator that Lot's rescue was an answer to Abram's intercessory prayer in the previous chapter. God remembered Abraham and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. So Lot was not saved based on his merits, but rather through the grace affected by Abraham's intercession. That's why it's so important for us to be interceding in prayer on behalf of others. God remains both just and justifier of all who come to him. God also saved the city of Zoar because there was one righteous person who lived there. Lot. You know, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I was asked by one of the young people in our church who attends public school why Christians are homophobic. And I appreciated the fact that she asked me this question because it told me what she was needing to, the answer for and, and what she was being taught in our schools. And I said, well, let's, let's analyze your question. Phobic indicates a fear. And Christians are not fearful of homosexuality or homosexuals. What we are fearful of is where that lifestyle choice leads. Because that is one of many, many lifestyles that the Bible talks about and warns against. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. It's talking about lifestyles. Galatians chapter 5. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, Fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who do such things, who have such lifestyles, will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what's the big deal? 
The big deal is this. In the spiritual realm, there are only two kingdoms. There is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of light is known. And the other kingdom is the kingdom of Satan and the kingdom of darkness. And someday God is going to judge the kingdom of darkness and those who are part of it will be eternally judged. Our goal is to save as many people as we can from being in that judgment. And when I say save people, we can't save anybody. Only God can do that. But we do our part by sharing the gospel and by ministering to people and so forth. Let me try to illustrate it like this. Let's say that you were standing on the beach of a river that was wide and fast and the current was moving quickly and you, because you had read the book, knew that around the corner was a 300-foot waterfall that landed on sharp rocks. And as you're standing there on the beach, you see some people being swept by in their inner tubes, laughing and carrying on, seemingly oblivious to the danger ahead. Question. Would you be loving them and caring for them if you raised your hand and said, have fun? Or would you be loving them and caring for them if you tried to warn them of the danger ahead? That 300-foot waterfall around the bend is God's coming judgment. And they may laugh at you as the sons sons-in-law of Lot did, but at least you have done your duty. And their blood won't be on your hands. That's how we love. By graciously sharing the truth. Second Peter chapter 2 tells us that Lot inwardly was distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked and was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds. But outwardly, he said little or nothing because that's how he became a prominent man in town. If he would have been forthright, if he'd been honest, that would have jeopardized his standing in society, and that was just something too valuable to Lot to lose. So Lot mastered the craft of turning a blind eye and a deaf ear to the social and sexual abuses of Sodom. He didn't do them. He didn't approve of them, but he didn't speak out against them either. So instead of representing God's goodness and righteousness, he settled on being a little less evil than his peers. He didn't mind being saved, but he didn't want to be holy. And he lived as close to the world as he could, hanging on to it for dear life. And in the end, he lost everything. When judgment came and Sodom was destroyed, he lost his home. He lost his business. He lost his wealth. He lost his friends. He lost everything and ended up in a cave. He was saved as yet by fire. He only had the clothes on his back. And Lot is a prototype of so many believers today. You see, there's so many believers today that follow his model instead of Abraham's model. As I mentioned earlier, this chapter is a contrast in the testimonies of two men who were both declared righteous, Abraham and Lot. So the question is, do you want to be like Abraham or do you want to be like Lot? God is still a God of holiness. Take him seriously. He's holy, morally pure unblemished by wrongdoing. 
free of impure motives. He wants a place in which you live to be holy. He wants your decisions to be holy. He wants the way you rear your children and raise your family to be holy. He wants your possessions to be holy. He wants your thoughts to be pure. He wants you to be holy. The day of judgment could come at any moment. Remember Lot and don't resist his offer to rescue you. And remember Lot's wife and don't look back. God's message to the lost world is that judgment is coming, but his promise to his people is that he will rescue us. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, that will close out today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheeling. Thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with us here on the program as we continue our journey through Genesis. If you have questions or comments about today's program, maybe you would like to learn a little bit more about Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. A great place to start would be highlands.us on the web. Again, highlands.us. You'll find past programs there, as well as past sermons and messages, even from guest pastors, along with other resource materials. Highlands.us. Tomorrow, we're back in Genesis. Join us then for Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely 